are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You know, I stand amazed at the stupidity of some people. And I'm talking about college graduates with degrees in divinity and all kinds of engineering in this day. And it's nothing in the world but the darkness that's pressing upon this earth. Because a man that is uneducated in his spirit, that does not know God, he is destined for darkness and doom. And I'm not knocking education, don't misunderstand me. It's the fact that all of that head knowledge is going to be worthless in the end time unless you get the spirit right with God. And I'm telling you now, I'll prophesy to some of you now, if you don't get hooked up with God, you're going to fail and you're going to fail quick. Now, it may look like sometimes that you're not walking in the light. It may look like that it's not working. But let me tell you, folks, every day the sun comes up and goes down, you're closer to the kingdom of light. You must have more light if you're going to survive in the days that we live. And you will approach it as a babe, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. He has ordained strength. It's going to come out of your mouth, folks. He's telling you where it comes from. Thank God I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I take my authority in this earth, and I say I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding are enlightened to the word of God. I have perfect knowledge of every situation, every circumstance of life. Somebody said, what are you doing? I'm calling things that are not. And every day I get closer to it because I'm coming closer to the kingdom of light. And every day that the unbeliever studies and studies and studies, he's getting in more in darkness all the way. Just to put it plainly, he's getting dumber every day. Now I'm telling you something. The things that worked in the days past won't work in the end time. Now, I didn't say go throw away everything you've learned. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the unregenerate spirit, the unregenerate man is going to find himself in gross darkness in the end time, not knowing what to do, where to turn, what to say. And Christians, unless they gain the knowledge of the power of confession and the authority of the Word of God, many of them are going to follow right down that trail. Because, listen, Jesus said it this way. They came to him and said, why do you talk to these folks in parables? His disciples said, why are you speaking all these things in parables? He said, because it's given for you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them it is not given. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He that hath not, hath not what? Ears to hear. Shall be taken away from him, even that which he had. Did you get that? Jesus is telling you, if you don't walk in the light that you have, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. And I'll tell you, serious business. We must walk in the light of what we have. You ought to start practicing your dominion. 
start practicing. See, people hear me say that. Thank God I have perfect knowledge of every situation, every circumstance of life. They say, well, that's the most arrogant guy I ever heard. No, I'm not trying to convince them that I have it now. I'm calling things that are not. And I'll tell you, when you begin to do that over a period of years and say, thank God the spirit of truth that abides within me teaches me all things that guides me into all truths. That's why I have perfect knowledge of every situation. I may not seem like I've got it up here, but when it comes the time to make the decision, I have it in Jesus' name, and I'll make the right decision. I'll make the right decision. It won't come as a flash of light. It won't come like lightning or a wind or a storm. It'll just be a gentle peace right down in here in your spirit, and you know you're making the right decision. It's like Brother Hagin says, get that velvet feeling down in here. Now, when it feels like you've swallowed a bushel of cuckleburrs, you better stay away from it, brother. It goes to scratching down in there. Authority. Jesus said, ye are gods. Now, I've gone through all of that to point out this, that the Bible has a lot to say about us being God over situations. It's not our ability. It's not our power. It is the power of the living God. It is God in us that does it. It is God's word that we read. It's not that I am trying to be God. I am only being God over the things that God has given me dominion over. And that means demons, evil spirits, circumstances of life, and any mountain that gets in my way if I'll go to the way of the word. But you are not going to enter into that crying and begging God to remove the mountain or singing that old song, Lord, please don't move the mountain. It'll make me strong to climb it. Like one fellow said, I mean a full gospel man. Said, you know what the Bible says? Pray to God and he'll remove the mountain. They don't say that anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. It says you speak to the mountain. You talk to it. If you don't talk to the mountain, it's not going to move, and God's not going to move it. See, it takes dominion, and it takes authority. The authority and understanding your authority. That's why the centurion that came to Jesus that was not even a covenant man, Jesus said he had greater faith than any people I've ever found in all of Israel. The reason was because he understood authority. And that's why I'm spending so much time on this. I'm laying the foundation because we're going to get into something tomorrow that, oh, dear Lord, you better bring your comb because <laughs> your hair may stand up like mine. <laughs> it may take you four days to get it combed down. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Praise God. We're going to talk about the authority of the body. Glory be to Jesus. Now, let me show you something quickly. I want to get through some of these scriptures. Genesis, the third chapter, verse 15. God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise its heel. Here, God ultimately prophesies Satan's defeat. The seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. There's only one problem there. The woman has no seed. 
What are you going to do with that? Medical science says the man carries the seed. The sperm is considered the seed. The woman has no seed. But God said the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And I want you to know God knew what he's talking about. Let me give you briefly what happened in the miraculous conception. God had to get his word back in the earth. An angel came to Mary, first chapter of Luke, and said, You found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a child. She said, How, seeing I know not a man? She didn't doubt it. She just wondered how. Perfectly legal question. Now, Zacharias doubted, and he said, How do I know you telling the truth? Give me a sign. And the angel said, Yeah, I'm going to give you a sign, all right. I'm going to shut your mouth so it'll come to pass. He knew if he didn't get his mouth shut up, it won't work. And I'll tell you, some of you would be better off if you couldn't talk for six months sometime. But Mary didn't question. It was not doubt. It was a knowledge thing. She wanted to know. He said, The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. Now, here's what essentially happened. I'm going to give it to you briefly. Mary heard God's word that was sent by an angel. Now listen to what Peter says. Peter says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Mark, the fourth chapter tells you, the sower soweth the word. The seed is the word of God. The angel came with the seed of God's word to Mary and said, here's what God said. You know what she said after she found out how it's going to happen? She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. She just grabbed the word of God and said, I receive that. She embraced it in her spirit. Now she conceived the word of God in the womb of her spirit. This is the key to the miraculous conception. She received it as done. She had no evidence except God's word. None. None whatsoever. She left there, went right to Elizabeth's house, and said, He that is mighty has done great things for me. How you know? She certainly wasn't showing. She knew because of the Word of God. Now, she believed it, didn't she? Now, here's what she did. She conceived God's Word into the human spirit. Mark 4 says the human spirit is the production center. Now this is paraphrasing. It is the production center of all that you receive from God. The kingdom of God is if a man casts seed into the ground. The heart is the ground. She received the word of God, the seed, into her heart or spirit. And when she did, it formed itself in her physical body. And the word became flesh. Now, I want you to listen to this carefully, because here's one of the greatest revelations in all of the Bible. I mean, bar none. This is one of the greatest revelations in the whole Bible. She received the Word of God as a seed into her spirit. She embraced it, said, Be it done unto me according to thy word. She exercised the God kind of faith of Mark eleven twenty three to have what she said, because she believed and doubted not in her heart. She believed that God was able to perform it, the same as Abraham did. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, our offer this week is CD offer, number 7232. It's called the Identification Series. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19.
Now, when we talk about the identification series, who in the world was Jesus, for instance, or who in the world are you? Well, when you find out that Jesus was the Son of God, he was the anointed one, he was the Word made flesh, that's who he was. And when you study the life of Jesus, you find out until he was 30 years of age, he never did one single miracle. He never cast out one demon. But after he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil and destroyed the works of the devil. That's who Jesus was. He was the anointed one, the promised one, the Son of God that was to come. He had to have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body to have authority on this planet because God had given man authority to have dominion over this planet. And you have to have a body to have authority over this planet. So that's why Jesus had to be born of a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. The Word became flesh. Mary received the Word of God, and she conceived that Word in her spirit. It manifested itself in her body. And Jesus was born on planet Earth. He was the divine Son of God, but he was here on a mission to destroy the works of the devil and to turn it over to us. That's offer number 7232, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.